This episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by the most awesome Nick B, Elizabeth, Mikey H, Anthony A, Matt N, Black Cat, Miss Tab, and the OT Gourmet Geek. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash Final Girls Horrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Welcome back for the 90th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. And on today's episode, we're discussing the late 90s slasher films, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Both of today's films are currently streaming on Vudu. So feel free to check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. I was impressed by by Vudu. I haven't watched much on there, and their ads are pretty short. Yeah, it was it's pretty doable. easy. Sometimes I get distracted Yeah, uh, when there are commercials in the middle of movies, but this didn't bother me very much. And they much. weren't the same commercial over yeah. and over again which was nice which is oh, usually good. which is the one what crackle is crackle oh, the one that just yeah. shows the same freaking ad and it does like three yeah crackle yeah. is pretty hard to watch who does not so bad before we jump into these films i'm so sorry about the segment did i even do that let's get started i've been drinking did i mention that i started early today Let's get started with the segment that we like to call Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Bloodfest with an August 31st release date. It's written and directed by Owen Egerton, who also did the film Follow. Uh, the IMDb summary is fans flock to a festival celebrating the most iconic horror movies, only to discover that the charismatic showman behind the event has a diabolical agenda. As festival attendees start dying off, three teenagers, more schooled in horror film cliches than practical knowledge about neutralizing psycho killers, must band together and battle through various madmen and monstrosities to survive. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. It's a very long, specific summary. A very long summary, a very short trailer. Yeah. I... I'm so excited for this movie. Same. I'm in love with the premise because let's be real, this could happen to any of us. It is <laughs> so scary to me, <laughs> but also has like a very uh, cabin in the woods feel. So I thought you might dig it. I was like really digging the music opening. And then like for a split second, I was getting like Goblet of Fire vibes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, oh, okay, like a little bit of festival things happening. And then like they brought out the chainsaws and I was like, ooh, dude, the pig faces, the pig faces and the chainsaws. Yes. So scary. They just start marching forward. That is terrifying. So terrifying. I'm so down. I love me some horror comedies. 
which this obviously is meant to be. So very excited about that. We haven't had like a good horror comedy in a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, I've watched, I watched a couple newer indie releases and, uh, that the guys at Modern Horrors liked, but they weren't for me. They weren't my favorite. Mm. The Um, guy, like the kid that's shown in this that appeared like to me to be the main kid was totally Peter Pan on Once Upon a Time. (laughs) Oh, really? You talk (laughs) about that show a lot. I haven't watched it in a while. Like I haven't ever since like everybody, I guess, left the show. I have no idea what's going on with it now. Um, but he was like really good because Peter Pan was like a like an evil character, okay. and he he was really good. So I'm curious to see him in something else that's not Once Upon a Time. Interesting. Well, I'm down. This looks great. Bloody, yeah, awesomeness. I mean, the uh, summary kind of says it all. Um, yeah, but it just looks really good, and I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest. That pig face chainsaw marching thing kind of freaked me out a bit. <laughs> Super terrifying. Like, ah, don't do that. I could imagine being one of those people. Being like, oh. It's totally something that you would see at like a horror nights, like Halloween horror nights. What do you mean? Like it would actually happen at Halloween horror nights? No, like the character. Oh, okay. Like the pig face with the chainsaw. Like that you could, I mean, so I guess, yes, that would be running after you in real life, but like not to to murder, not with the intention for to kill. So in Halloween Horror Nights, there are things that chase you? Oh, absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I don't 100%. Think, I don't think I can do that then. I thought we were going to do this. I thought it was just going to be like a digital horror experience that you walk through. Oh, no, it's real life. There's mazes where people legit jump out at you. But then even just like when you're walking like through the entrance, that's usually themed like the purge. And so you have people running at you. Oh, I don't trying know to scare that you. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> they you will know, try and they will succeed. Not real people. <laughs> Why yeah, can't they have like a yeah, horror experience that's not real people jumping out at you? Do you know I'm what sure I mean? they do. Like, can't there be something that's not a haunted house that's that's like interactive, but but like more, a VR experience. But like creepy and not like actual people jumping at you. Because that's something I would be into. I don't like real life things. I don't want real people being involved in my personal space. I can't do it. I can't. Well, then Horror Nights may not be for you. <sighs> but I want to go. <laughs> Isn't there a trick or treat one this year? There is, but it's oh. people jumping out at you. Real life people. <laughs> whenever you explain things, it just sounds like it's like the rooms are creepy and then there's like you know something digitally happening maybe oh no it's they're real maybe you implied that they were digital but they're people dressed up as i think it was when you talked about the krampus one was it krampus maybe not krampus it could have been krampus didn't have digital stuff but they had like the like obviously like the gingerbread people weren't alive because the gingerbread men were small so it was mostly like the decapitated or like crumbled melty gingerbread men okay um but things i mean yeah people are dressed as horror film people and they will they're not allowed to touch you right you're not allowed to touch them But, like, you don't think about that stuff when there's, like, people jumping out at you. I just, I don't, but you know how, like, when you're a kid and you have an older sibling and they're like, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. 
but they're like yeah. all up in your personal space. They might as well be touching me. I hate it just <laughs> as much. So I, the Freddy vs. Jason one was the worst because there'd be like corridors where you'd walk down where like Freddy would be on one side and Jason would be on the other and they'd like come at you at the same time and oh. you're like i can't go either way because i'm gonna run into the other guy oh this sounds terrifying i, I can't, love it i can't but do it. i get it i was really <laughs> excited to go too and now i'm like oh. i can't well i'm glad that we had this discussion so you didn't show up <sighs> i'm such a wuss it. i'm such and a real like, life wuss you cry and, and leave because it, it wasn't what you thought. I probably wouldn't cry and I might even like it because I've never actually experienced it, but I just feel like I would what? hate it. I've never been in a real haunted house before. I've been in I mean, shitty fake ones. And are you fine with those? Yeah, but like shitty fake ones that like, you know, your neighbor puts on that aren't really scary. Oh. We're like, oh, it's Mr. Jones. I know him. <laughs> do He's, you have any he has a other creepy mask like on. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I wonder if we could like test test this out. How would you, you test it? I don't know how we would test it. Like I'm absolutely afraid to go to not scary farm cuz I feel like I'm just going to have like a heart attack with a bunch of things jumping out at me all the time. It's very possible. I enjoy it. <laughs> I'm crazy, I guess. I know, but like jump scares in movies don't really get me, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's just what it is. It's just jump scares in real life, right? Yeah, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, TBD. All right, let's, let's, see how let's move on. Let's talk anyway. about our first film today. <laughs> we have we have a couple months to figure this part out. It's true. We'll see Bloodbath. Is that what it's called? Blood Fest. Fest. Blood Fest. We'll see that. Yeah. Down. Okay. Now that that's been decided, <laughs> let's jump into our first feature film that we're speaking of today. I Know What You Did Last Summer from 1997, directed by Jim Gillespie, who also did Joyride, and then written by Louis Duncan, uh, who wrote the book. I think it's Lois. And the, or Lois. Yeah. Sorry. I knew it was a woman. Yeah. Uh, and there's no you. Lois Duncan, who did the novel, and then... Kevin Williamson, who wrote the screenplay. Uh, Kevin Williamson also did Scream, The Faculty, Cursed, Dawson's Creek, Vampire Diaries, and The Following. Big dude, that is Kevin Williamson. Yep. He he uh, has written some things. He has all the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the IMDb summary is, four young friends bound by a tragic accident are reunited when they find themselves being stalked by a hook-wielding maniac in their small seaside town. Kevin Williamson loves the seaside town. Big fan it's of true. the seaside town. <laughs> I like when I was reading about this movie, I found that like that he had pitched this before Scream, but nobody wanted it. Yeah. And then Scream was like a huge success. And then he was like, hey, check out this other film yeah. that I wrote. Yeah. And then Scream is way better than this one, though. <laughs> I love this movie. I still love this movie okay, but it's like a guilty pleasure right because this movie sucks <laughs> what is guilty about pleasure <laughs> uh, it, 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 you I are embarrassed movie. by it i'm not embarrassed by it i will tell everybody on a podcast that people listen to sometimes <laughs> that i totally love i know what you did last summer <laughs> i haven't seen this one in a while and this one is 
okay. Like, it's okay. But in terms of 90s horror films, it's, you know, pretty good. It's true. Here, and we've got Here's the thing. 90s horror was bad. It was not good. In the best way. Uh, is it? Is it in the best way? I think so. I enjoyed Joyride as well, which this gentleman did apparently. I I realize. I, I just can't It's just bore like 90s horror is kind of boring. It's not uh they don't try to cash in on any of like the gore like like the 80s did or any of the jump scares that we started getting more in early 2000 is just like okay it's just kind of boring to me like it's all about the teens and the relationships um which is fine i mean i was a teenager when this came out and i was super into all the actors so to me this was cool but I mean, as a movie, as a whole, if you were a child of the 90s, I, I don't know that you would like this movie very much. I think that's fair to assume. Yeah. If you didn't grow up watching Jennifer Love Hewitt on Party of Five or Sarah Michelle Gellar on Buffy or Ryan Phillippe just being a babe all over the place, <laughs> then yeah, I can see. And like if you obviously didn't see this movie when you were like the age of the characters, maybe also... Yeah. I don't know. No, it's a big part it. of it. It's a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, this is all we had was like this. And we had music sucked then too. Oh my God. The like music early in this 2000s. Like I just consider this to, I just, I don't know. I lump it all together with like Britney Spears and sync, and oh man, we really got screwed with like movies and music during our teenage years. <laughs> I don't, but I don't think I would have been into like punk music if it weren't for how shitty everything was. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I I can't I can't say like any bad thing. Like I totally agree with you that there's not like a lot of gore. Apparently, that was like an artistic choice, um, which is interesting when you're making this kind of a movie. Yeah, but let's have a slasher without gore. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I just love it's it. Not a, it's I love not how a creepy. great idea to do that. <laughs> it's a good thing I have a bunch of hot teenagers in here and no one would have seen it. <laughs> I will yeah, say. Yeah, very, very popular. Very popular. Their height, the height of their popularity. Um, also, the okay, the song at the very beginning of this movie, I don't know if you noticed this, but it's like a really dark version of the song summer breeze like that 70s song do you know that song oh, i haven't no you know the song? <laughs> summer breeze makes me feel fine rolling with it. i don't know the words but i'll play it i do i'm gonna play it okay right now through magic oh. summer breeze makes me feel fine rolling with the jasmine in my mind like the song my mother used to listen to in the 70s and then like uh, nope it's a dark version of that song so beware something scary's gonna happen 
Also, this is apparently nothing like the book. I never read the book. I don't yeah, even the book, know that I knew that it, there the, was a book. The end is different. Apparently, there's not any murder that happens <laughs> in the book. Um, so really, it seems like they just took the title and the fact that they like hit a fisherman. I think the best part of this movie for me, my in, in my viewing experience, what I enjoyed the most was the costumes, the outfits. Oh my god, so good! I had major flashbacks to my own wardrobe as a teen. Same and uh, <laughs> the camis and like the little like the, car- the not sweater sets, but yeah, like the slutty yes. sweater sets, not like the weird fifties sweater sweater sets. Like in the nineties, right. we had slutty sweater sets yep. that had like yep. crop tops underneath. <laughs> <laughs> And I definitely saw a belly chain in there somewhere. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Slightly flare jeans. I remember getting in trouble as like a preteen for having a belly chain on. (laughs) It's not my fault crop tops and belly chains were in style. They were. They were so in style. Your teacher was out of touch. No, it was my mom. That's all that means. It was my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom was out of touch. (laughs) She didn't like it. She's like, why are you showing your stomach? Um, the, the, I mean, those were like my real favorite parts of rewatching this was just reliving the costume cho- choices, the wardrobe choices. Um, I don't really get the story. It really falls apart and doesn't make sense to me. Yes, I was. I want to say more about it, but I feel like, oh, I guess I can. I was going to say it like maybe it would save that for two, but no, we're good. I think it's um, good that we start now. There's more yeah. story to be told later. That's true. Um, I feel like Ray is so far removed from everything when he was the one who actually like hit the guy. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. When he hit he hits the guy. He hits the guy, but nothing really ever happens to him. Right. Well, that's because it's we're supposed to think he is the killer. They set it yeah, up. But they even set it sec- up like, so we're supposed to think he's the killer because once start people start getting notes and haircutting and I got a letter. dead bodies. He's like, I got a letter, and everyone's like, No, like, oh. it's totally you. You know, it's my favorite. That's I can why still they hear Ryan Phillippe saying it. Well, and it doesn't really make sense. Okay, so just to get the story out of the way, it's it's <laughs> the the four friends. Why haven't you seen this movie? <laughs> drinking. I know, but just I need to talk it through too because I need to f- I need to try and understand this. Four friends chilling at the beach, drinking, driving back. Freddie Prince Jr. is driving Ryan Phillippe's car, and because Ryan Phillippe is really drunk, very very drunk, and Ryan Phillippe is also acting like a total asshole in the car. Head out of the sky, what do they call it? <laughs> sunroof <laughs> skylight is what i wanted to the say the sky roof yeah, the sky roof light uh and you know screaming and being stupid um and you know freddie prince jr is trying to get him back in the car turns a corner hits a dude that's in the middle of the road now who is this man this man is is that's in, the- in turn becomes the killer right the man yeah. that they hit is the killer yeah Bruce, but, no, not Bruce, not Bruce Willis. <laughs> but they ben Willis. think they killed this other kid who we see at the very beginning of the film. Correct. Who we David Egan. 
Right. Who Ben Willis killed. Who Ben Willis killed, but people think he committed suicide. Correct. Okay. So, the guy that got hit by the car killed the kid that's that they think that they killed. Correct. <laughs> it's very complicated. Okay. So, why does Ben Willis have such a vendetta against these kids? They th- everyone Be- thinks he's dead. Okay, if you're a murderer, you killed someone. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if everyone thinks you're dead and you just move on with your life and start a new life somewhere? Like, why would you then need to murder these people so badly after a whole year is over? You have to wait an entire year. Well, he was waiting the year. Why? Probably to nurse his wounds okay he's very injured and get back to fighting style (laughs) and then not all of them were there the rest of the year like they come back specifically for but he needs them all to be there like he can't go after them one by one right it's less effective that way okay so amy duh he figures out that they're 18 and some of them are going off to college and he waits for them all to return to town. He's so probably he gathering all the info. Gathering them. the info, writing all the letters. There's lots of letters that have to go out. The script on these letters has to be perfect. It takes him exactly. a whole year to plan this. Yes. Flawlessly. Correct. Okay. And then I, I guess I just don't really understand why he needs to murder them. I just don't really get it. Because if he wasn't going to murder them, we wouldn't have a movie. Okay. First of all. Okay. Second of all. Um, he's obviously not very balanced because he, and he has a flair for the theatrics because okay. his daughter had died the year before right, on 4th of July. And then the next year he killed David because he was pissed that okay. he killed her da- his daughter. And then he's going to kill these. So it's kind of like, it's become a tradition it's almost a for him to like just It's a little bit of like a soap opera story that we don't bit. really get a lot of information on. Like, I never, I, maybe it's just because I've seen this movie 18,000 times, <laughs> but I've never felt confused by the story. It's not confusing. It just doesn't really make sense. Do you but know this what I is mean? a 90s horror movie. I guess. I guess. This one makes way more sense than the second movie, though. So we'll <laughs> wait for that one. Holy yes. cow. Johnny Galecki is in this movie, which yep. I, I totally forgot about. Um, oh no! I like know him as the guy from I know what you did last summer, not as like the guy from Big Bang Theory. No, I know him from Roseanne. I mean, oh yeah, I never really watched Roseanne. I know you love Roseanne. <gasps> He's David. He's David. <laughs> um. So okay, Johnny Galecki's in this film, which is really exciting. But really, there's no reason for his character to exist at all. <laughs> he adds nothing to the story, uh, and he's basically pointless. Um, it's true. He was kind of there to be a death. I don't understand why he got killed. Like, it's because we need to show the audience that this guy means business and he is going to murder people without killing one of our four okay. heroes. Okay. That's really like, that's that's why. But like really... He has no vendetta against Johnny Galecki. He just wanted to kill Johnny Galecki. I will say that was probably the best murder in in the entire series that I've seen. I know. And it's such a bummer because 
well, I don't know. I like Sarah Michelle Gellar's as well. Um, but uh, Ryan Phillippe's could have been so brutal. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of slashes and punctures and things going on up there that it could have been a lot worse. Well, um, yeah, we, we, you have to watch it from afar. You don't really see anything. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess because, like, they, like, you can justify it by saying that he was there, like, he drove by them that night. So, like, he was on this guy's radar, I guess. Okay. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I so. guess. <laughs> It's very loose, that theory, but oh. and poor Bridget Wilson, who's just so mean. She plays Sarah sister. Michelle Geller's sister. Yeah, she was good, though. Yeah, I don't really understand why that relationship had to be so awful. <laughs> yeah, she was like so mean to her. Like, it wasn't even just like normal, like sister picking on sister, because like Sarah Michelle Geller's character always seemed genuinely hurt whenever like Bridget Wilson was just like so mean to her. Right? And, and really, yeah. my question is, why, again, why did we really need her except for another death? And, right. And th- there's a whole scene right before Sarah Michelle Geller gets her hair cut while she's sleeping, where the sister makes a point to make fun of her hair and talk about, like, how, like, her beautiful and annoying her hair is. And then when she wakes up in the morning, she immediately thinks it was the killer that that cut my hair. Like, wouldn't your initial instinct be, my sister's a bitch and she cut my hair? She just commented on it. Um, I don't think that was like her initial, like her first initial reaction is like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? My hair is everywhere. And then she like looks in the, the mirror and it says soon. So okay. I feel like because we know that Got it. these letters are coming in, she's not going to assume that it's her sister. Got it. Okay. And maybe because the, the killer was in her closet watching her get dressed, he right. heard the sister talk about her hair and then decided that's what I'm going to do. That's how we're going to get her. That's yeah. how I'm going to get her. I'm not just going to murder her right now, which would be way too easy. I I'm need to murder her. I'm going to murder her in public in front of other people. And so. Well, and the thing is, she need, he needs to murder her outside of the house because he can't have the body be found by anybody because up to up to the point of the very end, none of the bodies have been found. Okay. Because they were all in the, the boat. The boat. Okay. I mean, I, there's just a, there's a lot of rules, but none of them make sense. <laughs> You know, he's just a weird murderer. Okay. It I also don't. doesn't make sense that he targets Julie when she's the only one who wanted to go to the police. I also don't understand why they didn't just go to the police. It's 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 manslaughter, yes. But manslaughter's not murder. It's not considered you know what I mean? Like it's Right. It's a it's not it's not a nothing charge, but it's not like you know, the worst thing in the world. And it's not like that guy's going to college anyway. I mean, it's not really going to ruin his future as a fisherman. Ray. Ray was supposed to go to college, wasn't he? Yeah, he didn't, though, right? Yeah. Or he left pretty quickly. He didn't, and neither did Sir Michelle Geller. It's just, I mean... And 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 Jennifer Love Hewitt's character is so against it the entire time. Like I really don't understand if it's really affecting her so badly. 
She won't talk to her friends anyway. Why even bother helping them out anymore if that's even what you're doing? It's like, just go to the police. Yeah, I agree. You're, you're pretty white people. You're not going to be stuck there forever, right? Isn't that how it works? I don't know. It's And obviously, like, we know that he wasn't dead, so it would have probably ended a little bit differently. Right. I feel like this this movie really could have just, the whole thing could have been avoided. It was just one big misunderstanding. (laughs) (laughs) I did see uh, a lot of necklaces, like the Y-shaped necklaces. Mm -hmm. I had so many of those. Same. I still have one. I never wear it, but I still have it. Yeah. Oh, I'm very excited about it. Those were very cool also. Agreed. I also love how all the fishermen wore the same outfit. <laughs> the same slicker. I love that they kept using the word slicker. They all wore the same slicker, boots, and hat. All of them. At all times. <laughs> yeah. Because you need to know, I'm a fisherman. It's... <laughs> Is that the fisherman? Or is that the fisherman? Or is that the fisherman? You know, there's like 10 there's people. There's so many of them. There's so many. There's like 10 people at the parade dressed as like, you know, these types of fishermen. Very strange. Um, also, whenever they're watching the uh, beauty contest, they're always in the balcony. And no one else is up there. Isn't that strange? Why not just sit down with everyone else? Why are you up in this abandoned balcony? Is that just like the cool thing to do? Like, I kind of could understand it if they were like drinking or something, because I'd be like, okay, we're kind of hiding. I guess it's just to be away from everyone else. But yeah, and it makes sense. Um, It makes sense when like Ryan Phillippe's watching over Sarah Michelle Gellar's character because he like has more of a vantage point, I guess. Does he, though? Um, because it's more like I'm by myself and I'm a fucking sitting target because I'm not yeah. I'm f- not with anybody else. Well, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Also, I love how all the bathing suit um, scenes where all the girls had like the bathing suit competition are all one pieces. That's not I something know. you ever see ever, ever. 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 And I also love how... Towards the end when uh, they're doing the second uh, competition, there's a girl standing in a one-piece bathing suit and heels singing the fame, the song fame. Legitimately, like I'm so, as a theater kid, I'm so aware of where that song comes from. But whenever I hear it, I can't help but hear that chick singing it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just like, so funny to me that like, I always just hear that like first little bit of that chick singing it in my head. It's also really funny because, like, why would you still be in the bathing suit from the bathing suit part of the competition singing your song from fame? Uh, uh, I mean, they did the question portion in the bathing suits, too. Yeah, why are they the doing beginning. any of it? Like, you just do, like, the gown portion. That's, like, the big portion, right? Like, most I of, don't know. I honestly have no idea how this goes. Most <laughs> of... Most of these beauty contests consist of multiple outfit changes, and a lot of them are gowns. Most of them are gowns. Like, why would you be wearing a bathing suit the entire time? (laughs) It's just funny to me. Okay. Uh, I mean, I just don't even really know what to say here. The end is very strange. Um, I just don't really get it. It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite movie. I didn't even really like it as a teenager. 
Mm. Um, I definitely watched it a bunch just because it was always on and like I knew everyone in it. So it's just an easy watch. But uh, this is not this is something that we're doing because you wanted to do it, not because I'm very excited. And it's summer. What better time to do these movies? Never. Maybe. I don't know. It's (laughs) fine. Um, (laughs) uh, Okay, we have quite a bit of trivia. I'd like to get through some of these because I think there was a lot of really interesting trivia. I think the trivia is actually more interesting than the movie. Um, I agree. The trivia is super interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what we have. Uh, Lois Duncan hates the movie. I can understand that. Uh, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. met during this film. Correct. But they only speak to each other twice in the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. And that's then they got married and had babies and stuff. And then I saw them in Santa Monica. Yeah. That was rude of you to do that. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart was supposed to be Julie. She was supposed Thank to have God Jennifer Love Hewitt's part. That would have been very strange. I would have been, I would have not liked this movie as much. Here's my favorite. Here's my favorite trivia item. Jennifer Love Hewitt was in a movie with Jamie Lee Curtis called, called House Arrest, which was right before this film. And Jamie Lee Curtis was also filming in North Carolina at the same time Jennifer Love Hewitt was filming this film. And Jamie Lee Curtis would come visit her every day and give her a hug and was so excited that she was doing a horror movie. Isn't, Isn't that, that so the- cute? I love Jamie Lee Curtis so much. Me too. She's the best. Jamie Lee Curtis, I love you. Um, I just, every time I see her face, I get so excited. She's just so great in everything. I can't think of she a is. movie with Jamie Lee Curtis in it that I don't like. I can't think of any. Can't even think of Me one. Me either, because she's great. And if, even if the movie's not good, she's still good in it. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, this one's really interesting. The Egan House. So when they mm-hmm. go to the creepy house to visit Anne Heche, <laughs> a creepy Anne Heche who's in a murder, murder, uh, um, smock, schmock at all times. <laughs> it's true. Um, that house was actually used to film The Conjuring. That was the parent so house cool. in The Conjuring. Super cool. Who knew? I know. I love it. And this is also interesting. Like, I wrote a couple notes about how Ryan Phillippe was way too small to be uh, the quote-unquote football player, big football player guy. Uh, and it turned out, like, yeah, they were actually trying to get someone bigger, but... Ryan Phillippe nailed his audition, apparently. Way to go, dude. I guess. And he was he was great as Barry. He was such an asshole, but he He's, was also the only one who like said anything that made sense. He does play <laughs> a, a good asshole. He does a good job with that. But he also plays a good, hardworking dad in that Magic Box movie that we watched. Magic Box. Oh, yeah. Wish Upon. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I forgot Still that he super was in cute. that. That was the last thing he's ever done he needs to do more really? movies i don't know have you seen him in anything i haven't uh, i guess i haven't yeah okay and then one more thing before i move on please explain the very end of this film jennifer love hewitt's in college and goes she's she i i feel like it's not real it's a dream <laughs> kind of like the beginning of the second one okay so you're saying Jennifer Love Hewitt, who gets murdered at the end of this film, does not actually get murdered. 
she wasn't murdered. She's just scared. There's someone smashes through the glass to kill her. Yeah, I, it was just for effect. There, it had nothing to do with the story. The final jump scare for no fucking reason. Okay, fine. It's a very 90s thing to do. <laughs> it is. All right, are we ready to move on? Do you have anything yeah. else you want to say about this film that you love? Nope. That's it. Okay. Then let's move on to 2000... I'm sorry, 1998. I still know what you did last <laughs> summer. Directed it's by a year Danny. later. What? I said it was only a year later. It was only a year later. You can tell. Uh, it's directed by Danny Canyon. Danny Cannon, who uh, previously directed Judge Dredd and has also uh, worked on Gotham. It's written by Trey Calloway. The IMDb summary is the murderous fisherman with a hook is back to once again stalk the two surviving teens, Julie and Ray, who left him for dead, as well as to cause even more murder and mayhem, this time with a posh island resort. This time at a posh island resort. Fuck. I've never seen this one. I think I've seen parts of it. I thought I saw it. And then when I was watching it, I was like, I don't think I've seen this thing all the way through. (laughs) Oh, man, that is hilarious and makes it even better because this was totally released when, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt was trying to, like, release a record and, like, be a singer. And so they, like, put her music in it and they, like, had her sing karaoke. And it was just like, by the way, who's an actual singer. (laughs) Right? It's really funny. I... Do you like this one? Do you are it's you attached to this fine. one the same way you're attached to the the no. first one? Okay. No, no, no. But I'll watch it if it's on. Um, I always forget. Just like to be, it's funny to me. Like it, this is like this is a great live tweet movie. I was oh for sure. I was rolling at how bad this was. It's so funny. You've got like. Jennifer Esposito being like a weird hard ass bartender at a Bahamas high end resort. There's what's his face, Tra- Jack Black trying to sell you weed. Oh my god, Jack Black as a Rastafarian. Oh my god. Oh my god. It. Cr- I was like, oh my god. I totally forgot that he was in this movie. I knew he was like in some like '90s teen horror movie, but I did not realize I had that it was no this one. idea he was in this. And when he appeared, I had to pause it because I was dying. I was like, <laughs> what? These dreads and the no, I can't. I can't handle it. Oh my God, it's really so bad. So it's so bad. It's really bad. This movie's really bad. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really horrible. The story makes absolutely no sense at all. No sense. Carly, let's pretend we're roommates, okay? One of us has had a tragic past. We decided. We're going to make our phone an unlisted phone number. If the phone rings and it's a radio station that has some kind of prize to us, if we can name the capital of Brazil, do we believe that that's a real thing? No, especially right after she tells us that it was like her number's unlisted. Yeah. (laughs) A, your number's unlisted. B, radio stations don't do contests like that. They don't call random people and ask them questions. They let people call them because they have to be listening to the show. It's a very easy formula that all radio stations follow. Like, no one believes this. Also, I'm very upset about this. Also, 
How are you going to ask them? First of all, if you're an asshole that's trying to lure people to the Bahamas with a free trip, why couldn't you just be like, you guys, I got a free trip or just be like, I won a contest. I got a free trip to the Bahamas. Let's all go. Wouldn't that make more sense than like making up this elaborate scheme where you're a radio show jockey and you call someone and ask them a question? Why wouldn't you ask them a question you know they know? Jennifer Love Hewitt's supposed to be some sort of genius. Couldn't you ask something like that you know she would know? You have class together. Ask her something that you just learned in class today. Like, it doesn't make sense that it's like the capital of Brazil and then they go to the Bahamas. The Bahamas are not in Brazil. Why is it a question about Brazil? Why wouldn't it be a question about the Bahamas? I don't understand this whole part par- portion of the film at all. It makes no sense. And I was trying to figure it out, too. And the only th- reason that I could think that, like, that guy doesn't say that he won tickets is, like, because Julie would be less likely to go if it was, like, the four of them. Whereas, like, if she won tickets, like, she would try to get Ray to go and hopefully Ray would go and then they would all be there and then the murder would happen. I mean... I guess, or could you just be like, I have five tickets and invite your boyfriend and then he can't go because he would want him there ultimately anyway. In right. re- in real life, he wouldn't want it just to be the four of them. He wanted Ray to go, right? Correct. Yeah, that's why I think that there's like that impromptu car situation is because he has to take Ray out before the island. He does that very quickly. I'm not quite sure how he pulled all that out. Because he's at the college, but his dad is at the fishing town. Okay, so the dad pulled off that part. Correct. Okay. We've got... But then he goes back to the Bahamas, too. But on a separate flight, because it'd be too obvious that they were all on the same flight. Right. Also, the Bahamas are supposed to be completely empty. This specific island. I guess the Bahamas in general, like the main island, and I don't know a lot about the Bahamas, but apparently this island specifically is abandoned at this point in time because of uh, storms. So how come when they arrive, is it like a giant party that's just ending? There's like so many people there. There's music, there's people dancing. There's people in bikinis walking around. I think they came the last day of the season, so everybody was getting ready to check out. So everyone checks out at the exact same moment and leaves at the exact same time? Isn't that Probably not, but I I mean, I don't think it was everybody, because obviously there was only one boat leaving, so it couldn't have been, like, a ton of people. But I mean, like, if it's a huge resort, it makes sense that there would be, like, maybe 50 to 100 people leaving at one time. But there's no one left. They're by themselves after that. Well, because I don't think that it's something that you would really go to <laughs> when you're like, it's the off season and it's going to be rainy the whole but, time. Okay, Apparently, but this here's is what I'm saying, known. Carly. Here's what yeah. I'm saying. One minute, there's a bunch of people dancing and having a good time. And the next minute, there are no people. Why even bother having that section? Because it, uh, I don't really know which part you're talking about apparently i'm blinking on it but i know that there's like people when they get there and i'm assuming that you'd need that to be in place like you'd need them to arrive when there are other people there so they don't get weirded out before they like check in and learn that it's nobody's going to be there right Uh, i don't know that i buy that i don't know i think i think i think you're 
doing a very good job in trying to explain that. <laughs> but I don't think you really can explain it. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really... Like, there's just so many people. And then... And they weren't packing up and they didn't have bags. They weren't leaving. They were still partying and dancing. It's just like, I don't know. It just makes no sense. Like, I have a couple more people in the bar and then maybe they're leaving the next day or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. That makes sense. It was just, it was very like, okay, here's everybody. Everyone's having a good time. Okay. You go into the hotel and you will never see anyone again except for the people that work (laughs) in the resort. That's it. (laughs) Hope, hope you enjoyed that party scene that lasted five seconds. Also, Mackay Pfeiffer is amazing and I love him, but he is so horrible in this movie. Not necessarily acting wise, but his character is terrible. His character is terrible. His character is very terrible. And Brandy's character like is so also staring. kind of terrible. Yeah. Like there's a whole yeah. scene where she she tells Mackay Pfeiffer's character that no means yes. Literally, right? I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, Amy's going to call that out. <laughs> literally not a thing that women should ever tell men. No. There's already enough confusion. How about we don't go around telling men no men no means yes. Thanks. Okay, bye. Uh, and then Jennifer Love Hewitt has a weird, like, have you seen my people dance thing where. Oh, my she God. I was like, oh, white people can't dance, which I thought was interesting. Um. As weird. Also, I'd like to know, okay, here are two films. The first, I Know What You Did Last Summer, had one black character, right? Yes. And she was her roommate in college. Do you remember yes. that? Okay. Yes. She's a very small part. I remember she- when I first saw this being, like, confused and thinking, like, were they supposed to be the same character? I don't know that they're supposed to be the same character. I don't think that they are. Uh, I don't think they are either. But I do know that that character keeps calling Jennifer Jennifer Love Hewitt pasty and telling her she needs a tan. There's also a scene in this film where Brandy keeps telling Jennifer Love Hewitt that she's pasty and needs to get a tan. And I'm just wondering, why are these black women so invested in the skin tone of this white girl? (laughs) Like, why? Why... Why do they care so much that she gets a tan? I mean, there's definitely reason in the first one because Chick look, looks like a ghost. Yeah. At the no, end I of... know. But like in this, it's just funny. But this one's it's like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. we have a black girl and a white girl. Let's have the black girl tell the white girl she needs to get a tan. <laughs> the thing we're going to do now. She needs to get some color. Apparently, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Cares so much. lady. She cares so much about it. They all care so much about it. Uh, also, an engagement ring. At what, 19 years old? Really? Is that what we're doing, Freddie Prince Jr.? You want to propose? Freddie's in love. Guess. Freddie knows what he wants. I love how he's driving up there with his friend, who I think is by far the most lovable character in this entire film and dies way too quickly. I would agree with that. Um, He's driving up with his friend and they're singing, Here I Go Again. <laughs> Which is the just, most relatable part of the movie. It's a really weird song to be singing. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, I'm. Ugh. I just can't. This movie is so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. <sighs> all the characters are really weird too, because they like are uh, all weirdly like caricatures. Yes. Of characters. Um. Like I already said, the bartender, but like the creepy bellman, like the keep creepy like reception guy. 
um, Jack Black, obviously. Then we have like the doc guy who like puts on a Jamaican accent when he's welcome- welcoming the tourists. And then we have like our, our really voodoo. bad one, by the way, that accent was terrible. I'm glad he was yeah. pretending because <laughs> it was, I was going to say something about it. <laughs> and then she was like, cross that out. He addressed it. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, why is everyone on this Island American is really the question. Um, the Bahamas were previously owned by the British, I believe. They were a British island. So wouldn't people have British accents if they were white? I mean, it's just weird that everyone has an American accent, except for the woman that does the house cleaning, and I'm not sure what accent that is. And the voodoo guy. And the, the voodoo guy. who? Why is he doing voodoo? Why? Why? He was doing a protection spell. Because they needed to imply but someone why, else. Why I don't do they know. Need to include that. I don't know. It's uh, like ugh, ugh, ugh. You just added a bunch of stuff and none of it worked at all. Also, the very fisherman, true. the fisherman killer, is very good at putting a body somewhere and then immediately cleaning it up. Like, I want to put a body in the closet so that she finds it. And then I have to two seconds later scrub, scrub that clean so that there's no blood and also remove the body without anyone seeing me in a very short period of time. So people think she's crazy. It's just like so much work for no reason. Why would a killer do that? To make her seem nuts. I mean, this is just so unnecessary. The same thing happens with the car. There's no way in the first film that he could put a bo- the body and all those crabs, there's a lot of yeah. fucking crabs, in that trunk, and then she drives, and then they're gone? How? How would that... How does that work? Because it's, like, in the middle of a neighborhood in broad daylight. There's so, no like, way. even if he were to, like, bring another car to transfer said <laughs> crabs and body into this other trunk, neighbors are going to see... It's like it's like when she was driving, he was like holding on to the back with like a skateboard and he's just like slowly shoveling things into like a uh, uh, like garbage bag. And then like all the cra- when all the crabs and the bodies in the garbage bag, and then he just skates away and no one sees him. Yeah. <laughs> OK, as long as there's an explanation that makes sense. Yes, exactly. That's it. Nailed it. <laughs> Oh, my God. And then, I don't know, Freddie French Jr. goes to a pawn shop and wants a gun and asks the pawn shop owner if it's loaded. Freddie's whole journey is very strange in this movie. Why would it be loaded? Also, why did it not go off when he first tried to fire it? Was there a safety on it? Are we to assume? Probably. That's usually the thing, right? It fired fine when Jennifer Love Hewitt shot it it wasn't a revolver was it i don't think it was a revolver i i think it had a clip maybe it had a re- i maybe think it, it maybe if maybe was a revolver now that i'm thinking about it all right I so guess maybe one of the barrels sense. is empty maybe i don't know it's still weird i will say the tanning beth the tanning beth the tanning bed death or attempted murder is lame Especially because Final Destination 3 exists, where the tanning death murder, tanning bed death murder is so good. Yeah. Final Destination 3 is really good. (laughs) 
I don't remember. I remember that part, but I don't remember. It's one of my favorite Final Destinations. I'm going to be honest. I like 3 I'm have quite to check a bit. it out. Interesting. Um, I mean, it's bad, but it's fun to watch. Yeah, but in a good way. Yeah, I get Way you. more fun to watch than this because the, sure. the deaths are brutal in that film. I guess that would be yeah. an example of a 90s. That was in the 90s, right? It started in the 90s anyway. Yeah. I like that one okay. I like um, that series. I feel like there was another movie with tanning beds that I can't think of right now. Is it maybe Death Spa? Maybe it was Death Spa where there was a tanning bed thing. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah, I don't know. I the whole time I was watching that, I was like, why can't you just like get out the top rather than smashing yeah. like an object onto I mean, the handle? It's just a zip tie. And yeah, exactly. And she's not burning yet. She hasn't been in there that long. Why is she Right, she's in there for that? 2 seconds. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. I mean, you're trapped. Okay. It's a little scary, but... Like, it's scary to be trapped, but, like, it's not scary enough. If I saw one of my friends... If I saw one of my friends pick up anything to smash onto the tanning bed, I'd be like, this is filled with glass and light bulbs. Yeah. Please do not do that. Can you Let's just try go another find, option. Like, a, a pair of scissors or something? Let's like unplug this. the tanning bed, and then we'll figure it out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like... Let's unplug the tanning bed and think about this like adults. It's literally plastic. Like, you could just cut it with something. It's yeah. not that hard. Anybody got a key on them? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> a key would do it. Jesus. Um, I was, like, literally, like, why don't they just unplug it? It's, like, all I could think about. I also love how at the end of this movie, all of a sudden, everyone's boobs are hanging out, but it's for no reason. Like, like <laughs> suddenly, Brandy's shirt is open and Jennifer Love Hewitt's shirt is open we're not quite sure how that happened. Just from running around, the buttons came undone, I guess. Because <laughs> their like shirts were on before. Thing. Yeah. Interesting. I uh, just didn't really know how that worked. Um, the fisherman is very slow at walking, and Brandy really needed to get in that one door. And I wasn't quite sure why. It's like there's a padlock and a key. Why does she need to be in there with you? She could just run further just run away somewhere else oh wasn't it a greenhouse there wasn't any other door no, she there wasn't that was out. the only way okay yeah it was I either that door or the door that he came through all right i guess but like okay <laughs> but he does walk very slow yeah he does he walks really slow like i'm not even afraid of him i always preferred the slow walker though to like the runner like scream Really? Like I would have face. found him way more terrifying if he ran. Especially, it's not, because it's not like he's a Michael Myers or a Jason. Right. He, We know what he looks like. We know what his face looks like. We know what he sounds like. We even know what his personality's like. Yeah. We know his name. We know a lot about this dude. He's not a mystery. He's not a monster. He's just a murderer. Yeah. I don't know why he needs to be a slow walker. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe if he totally. had a limp, like he had something wrong with his leg or something. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah, right? I should. I write, like the limp. I should have written. I should have written this movie. You should have. It would have made more sense. It would have been Can very different. Can we keep different. Jack Black? <laughs> no. Can we keep Jack Black for no reason? Fine, but he's getting murdered by like his dreads getting caught in some kind of like table saw or something. So into it. Yeah. Would watch. Yeah, and then and then as he's getting his his dreads are getting caught in the table saw, and he's getting closer and closer to the blade. The um the killer takes like a a, a joint out of his mouth and like starts smoking it, and then walks away before he gets killed. 
I like it. I know. I should write these Let's things. write this down. I yeah. I don't know why I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Can you explain the story of this one? And just in the ending, when they try to un- explain everything. Ben, the killer. His name is Ben, by the way. Worst right. killer name ever. Um is from the Bahamas originally? Like, I don't understand his connection to the Bahamas. I, I don't think he had a connection. Does he say that he did? Yes. Oh. They said that he and his family, because they, when they go to the gravestones, that's his family's... Oh. Graves. I got nothing oh, for that. Oh, like the whole, like, the guy with the voodoo? He was explaining that Ben lived there with his family, and that... uh he somehow i don't know i don't remember it didn't really make sense but there was like a whole thing that's why their graves were there and then there was one dug up and he spray painted julie's name on it that's so stupid it was dumb it was dumb <laughs> i didn't i didn't, i don't understand why it had to be in the bahamas none of it none yeah. of it worked i don't like i get that like a secluded island you can murder all the people and nobody would really know till the to the storm season's over right but, but you can't now we plan have to, like, a storm like you can't guarantee that storm's gonna happen and people are gonna right. leave how can you guarantee that maybe he paid them all <laughs> he's walking around in his fisherman outfit handing out 50s i gotta murder some kids <laughs> get out of here you gotta get out of bucks. here uh, and then there's another fake, fakey ending. Can I just say I'm really yeah. glad that the giant pajama pant phase is gone? Because that is not flattering on anybody. <laughs> looks like she has the biggest hips in the universe. That's so funny. And she does not. Ugh. I'm really glad Peter Jackson didn't direct this. I don't know. It would have been a lot more gorier. It would have been better, probably, actually. Yeah. But I don't know if they kept the script, if he could have really saved it much. I feel like there would have been edits. Yeah. I feel like I would have, I would be interested to see Peter Jackson's I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't have been worse. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's get through, uh, let's get through our next segment because we've been talking a long time. <laughs> yes. Okay. What's our next segment um, today? This little segment we like to call Amy and Carly answer ask Reddit questions about hooks. Ooh, hooks. All right, this one was weird. I didn't know what to ask Reddit, what to I'm look so for. I'm so intrigued ask to what these questions are going to be. So I, I picked a bunch of random ones and they don't really make any sense. So let's just get through them. <laughs> I'm sure they're, they'll be somewhat entertaining. All right, cool. All right, let's just go through them one by one. There's not too many. Dr. Know It All asks, how would the world be different if humans had hooks instead of hands? Whoa. Well, we probably wouldn't be as advanced as we are, right? Because, like, the reason why we're so evolved is our opposable thumbs. Is, I think like, so. Right? Right. So that's fair to assume that we probably would not be humans. I don't think we'd have much of, like, a... I don't think we'd have as much toilet paper. I think toilet paper would no longer exist. Everyone would have bidets. Yeah. Bidet would be necessary. Yeah, very necessary. That's at the that's the very first thing I think about when I see this question is how are you going to wipe wash your bum? I think of how are you going to pet your puppies? Oh, yeah. 
with your face. You just rub your face against That's them. That's true. Like you're like them. Yeah. Aww. Mm. Okay. Uh, what's the next one? Uh, ladies. Oh, I guess I should say the person. Uh, question for you. One asks, ladies, would you be attracted to a man with a hook for a hand? I mean, it depends on the man, I guess. Yeah, I, it, sure. I don't think it would keep me from finding a man attractive. No, I feel like I feel like if you didn't have a hand, having a hook option <laughs> would be very interesting. And I feel like that's like what I like would be interested in. <laughs> OK, <laughs> you know, sure. Just like for whatever. Yeah. You need it for. I mean, sometimes you need a hook for a hand. Yeah. What you going to do? Uh, Caboose1313 asks, if you lost your hands but could replace it with anything but human hands or a hook, what would you replace it with? What? Okay. So you can't choose human hands and you can't choose a hook. Right. Okay. So um, probably one of those like grabber things. Okay. Yeah. I think a grabber thing is good. But yeah. you, how do you grab things with it? Um, you'd probably have to use your other hand, right? <laughs> but you don't have hands. Oh, well, I think you could use one to grab it, and then the other would be something that could, like, f- maneuver the, the grabby function. Yeah. I don't know what I would pick. I'm thinking, like, maybe a spatula. Or like tongs, okay. maybe tongs would yeah. work because then you could like use your other wrist to to close it and grab things. Sure, okay, like that would work pretty good. And then I could just I like cook it. all the time. I got spatulas. I got <laughs> tongs. I don't see the problem. I'm good to go. I can barbecue. Sounds like a plan. Uh, Wishmaster asks: In a world where cloud people go human fist fishing, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to read that. (laughs) In a world where cloud people go human fishing for sport, how would they have to bait the hook to catch you? Such a great question. That's a really great question. Cloud people? (laughs) Do you just picture like, you know, Mario, Super Mario Brothers, with the guy in the cloud that like throws things at you? Oh, with like like the turtle guy? Yeah. Um, I no, I think of like actual like fluffy people made out of clouds. Oh, interesting. But they're like very amorphic. Like they're okay. not. They don't like. They're not shaped like people. Okay. Um, I immediately think of a donut, but then I think of in Harry Potter where like they make the the pastries float in midair and Crab and Goyle just like eat them. Oh yeah. And I'm always like, I feel like so if I'm not uh, immediately thinking, where is this strange? thing come like why is this thing in front of me then i'd probably say like a donut i'm gonna go with cheese nice really any kind of cheese i'm all about cheese (laughs) i like it maybe if they could put like a box of wine on a hook and i could just you know press the button pour the wine in my mouth that would be good too wine and wine and cheese hook (laughs) would catch me a wine and cheese hook (laughs) they go together so i get it yes all right. Prof Rusko asks, can someone with a hook for a hand play in the NBA or NFL? <laughs> so I'm not sure if this is a legitimate question. <laughs> I'm going to say probably not the NBA. 
Okay. But I feel like if you have a hook for a hand, you could just be a kicker in the NFL. Okay. You could probably still catch if you had a hook for a hand. Because you really, yeah, you so just I guess, pull it towards your body, right? Yeah, but it might get, I mean, unless they put like a little thing on it so it doesn't do any damage in like tackling positions. I mean, you could just deflate both balls. So you'd have to be very good. But I, I would assume if someone has a hook for a hand, they probably get pretty used to having a hook for a hand and they can probably mm-hmm. do. If they were that good at sports... I could say it, it might be possible. Although in this day and age, I don't know how many people are going to have hook for hands. They might. See, I'm just more for... thinking of like legally, I think, because yeah. like oh, I that thing you. could impale people. Oh, yeah. They might not you know? be able to have their hook out for that. Right. Yeah. So I don't, have I to, don't like, know. Have... I'm not a sports person. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they could be an NFL player, a kicker. Got it. Uh Katie Irons asks, uh, which way do you hang your clothes with the hook on the left or on the right? I don't understand this question. I, think I don't she, understand this question either. I think she means facing you or facing away from you. So like if you're hanging on your hanging your clothes on a hook. Oh, maybe she means like the clothes facing to the left or the right. Hmm. Like the front of your shirt. Oh. Because I don't know anybody... That hooks back okay. to front. Okay, I like right? that. Right? I like that. Okay. Do you know the answer to that question? So when I put the clo- like a shirt on the hanger, I feel like the hook is facing to the left. Yes. Always. I like that. Yeah, it is. I had to like mime putting a thing yeah, on Yeah, no, I, I happen to be in a closet right now and I'm looking at my clothes and yes, yeah, it would be, the hook would be facing to the left. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. Very important. Yeah, I agree. Okay, good. I'm glad we're like in agreements it. with that. Same. Agreements is literally agreements. the word I just said, by the way. Oh my God. I'm Plural agreements. <laughs> I'm sure the people that listen to this podcast just think I'm so dumb because I just like say words that aren't words sometimes. Oh my God. Okay, what do we got? Okay, so next week, what are we doing next week, Carly? Next week, we are doing All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, which is currently streaming on Netflix. And we are also doing Jennifer's Body, finally, which Woo! is streaming on all the HBOs. All the HBOs. I'm very excited to do Jennifer's Body. Very cool. I've never seen it, so I'm very excited. You haven't seen Jennifer's Body yet? Nope. I was waiting for us to, to watch it. You know, we both hadn't seen it for a while, and I bought it two halloweens ago and watched it then or maybe one halloween ago when was the halloween where walmart had all those like special edition um covers for the movies was that last i think it was i feel like it was two halloweens ago but who who knows it might be that's the one i think it was last halloween actually that's the one i got then and watched it then um i like it and i'm excited to watch all the boys love mandy lane again and see what i think about it watching it later on Surprisingly, my opinions don't change very often when I do that, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. All right. It takes a different set of mind, state of mind for you to revisit. Yes, ma'am. I think we're going to be scheduling a live tweet soon. So if you have suggestions for a live tweet, let us know. Um, We typically do this through our Patreon accounts, so we won't likely announce it to you normies that aren't patrons. 
Um, but you might notice us randomly live tweeting something on tweet on Twitter. Uh, so feel free to check that out. If you are a Patreon, go on patreon.com and post uh, some movies that you might want to live tweet with us. And we'll get something scheduled soon, maybe within the next week or so. What do you think, Carly? I think that sounds good. All right. And we're going to do a live stream sometime before the end of the month or early next month before I leave on my trip and we have our small hiatus. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, that's it for this week, I guess. Do you have anything you want to report? No. No, that's it. That's it for me too. All right. Well, until next week then, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye.